Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dole Whips and Double Doubles. My name is Ryan Miller, and sitting beside me, as always, is my wife, Lauren. Hello. We are one half of the Double Doubles from Hamilton, Ontario. Joining us this week, we have uh, Ryan and Lauren in London, Ontario. Hello. Hello. Welcome, everybody. It's nice to have all the Double Doubles together. Yeah. Yeah. All present. <laughs> all present and accounted for. <laughs> we have a quorum. Um, we're going to start by talking uh, today about the 50th anniversary surprise it just happened yeah um and so i think it's interesting some su- surprises i guess for us uh and um and maybe not surprises uh so yeah let's talk about the 50th i think first off um it no surprise that it was busy yeah they shut off there was a time in in the afternoon where you couldn't park hop like you right um to Magic Kingdom. Right. But I will say that I did find out because this has been a question sometimes. So, and I think we talked about it on here. Like when you have a park reservation, if you leave, can it, does that mark you as leaving the park? Does that open up a space for somebody else? Or could you leave and then go back? You can leave and go back. Yeah. That space is reserved for yes. you. So anyway, found that out, which was, which was good because it means... I don't know, in future, hopefully it stays that way. Future other days, like you could make a reservation for a better restaurant at the Contemporary (laughs) or a surrounding (laughs) hotel and then, and then go back. So, or at least keep it as an option because, um, yeah, if you're just jam packed, I think, sorry, on, on the topic of food, we should talk about food on that day. Which was the mobile ordering, like they were really pushing, and and I think Disney has always pushed people to to do the mobile ordering. And everything that I saw said that, um, like people were waiting two hours from the time. So you order, and then you click, like, okay, I'm here to pick up my food, and then they make it, and you should get it within a couple minutes. But this was like two hour waits for food. <laughs> uh, Can you but, imagine how grumpy your kids would be? Oh, oh my goodness, like, mutiny! But it would I be also awful. I saw that people were like, so. So what we did was we got into line and even with only one um, cast member taking orders, like you could get food in half an hour tops. So I think that's also a good um, tip to take moving forward yeah. on other busy days. Like well, not mobile to mention, order may not be your best option and actually the fastest option. Yeah. Not to mention that Magic Kingdom's Wi-Fi crashed several times. Yeah. Just because it, if you have that many people trying to connect to the Wi-Fi... It's going to start kicking people out or it's going to shut down. Well, like, and I mean, this was a day that we knew like bloggers, Instagrammers, like everybody. <laughs> Everyone wanted to document it. How many um, people were live streaming like the whole day long? I try, I was like, I'm going to watch. And then I was like, I'm bored. Yeah. Uh, so some of it was killing time. Like, um, did you guys watch any of it? Did you like see any? No, I mean, the, the stuff that I saw was, again, kind of the the mad rush for 50th merchandise yeah. you know, with yeah. the date on it specific, you know, yeah. for those eBay pirates and everybody uh, who wants to kind of buy multiples to sell yeah. them. Um, and not everybody does that. Of course, I would certainly love that merchandise yeah. and keep it, but, but there's lots of people who, who aren't like that. So that's the stuff that I kind of paid attention to. I saw a bit of the welcome show um, in the, in front of the castle um, while the park was waiting to open. I didn't watch much else because just like you, Lauren, it, there wasn't I mean, a whole lot going on. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as fancy of a day as I thought it was going yeah. to be. Um and I and I don't know it'd be interesting to know what the plans would have looked like pre-pandemic right. of what the yes. 50th was what what the actual day was going to look like from would the would there have been a parade that was elaborate would there have mm-hmm. been a nighttime show that you know like so but but watching it in real time, yeah, I, I thought it was a bit of a letdown. It was a lot and, of waiting. And, it was and, unless and, yeah. unless you were gonna ride attractions because apparently everybody was like on Main Street and by the castle and um, a lot of people were not riding rides so people who decided to like veer away from Main Street and just enjoy the day for the rides like had a really good day attraction wise and that was a surprise yeah. I didn't that expect is that surprising that um, like you really had low surprising. wait times or yeah. at least reasonable wait times but that's great because at least then it's not you don't feel like it's a big wash of a day right like you're not um if you're okay and you kind of realize like oh, okay they're not really gonna do any big big things on main street um then it, then it was okay and like a lot of people we watched them waiting for the the special cavalcades to come out mm-hmm. 
but I kind of expected more. Like they were repurposed cavalcades, like floats. Yeah. So super cute, but like they didn't scream 50th. Um, So I just feel like for all the people lined up on the, the, the streets waiting, like you can't say that there are not parades um, because you don't want crowds anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like that's, they're there. Um, so they definitely could have had a parade, but I think the biggest surprise for me, or one of the bigger surprises is how many people were waiting for stuff that was not announced. I think that people had an expectation that Disney was going to surprise them with stuff, um, either Mm, like, um, entertainment or castle shows or yeah, surprise parade or, uh, yeah, waiting for that cavalcade to be like, oh, it's new. They've, they've made a bigger deal about saying that it's happening. Um, and it was really two floats and some dancers. And it was, a like, I don't want to say a waste of everyone's time, but it was a waste of everyone's time. But then you had people who were just like hanging out in the castle hub just on the off chance that something special might happen. And there really, there wasn't anything special except for um, the fact that they had various news and media there, yeah. like, like Josh, people love Josh tomorrow. He was he was around doing media, yeah. So you could catch a glimpse of him. And didn't people uh, didn't people boo Bob yeah, I think that was the night before they oh, did right. like um, the dedication ceremony, yeah. and uh, yeah, I was thinking like I wonder what he thinks about it. And then I thought he probably doesn't care. No, um. I think he expects it at this point. <laughs> Unless he's just like living in his own bubble inside of the Disney bubble and nothing else is getting. I mean, <laughs> getting he probably in. doesn't care with the many millions of dollars he gets paid. <laughs> I, yeah, I bet I, I also saw that people, even though they were waiting, you know, and maybe not experiencing much of the park, but they were like on Main Street and at the castle. Like, I know that there was still just like a really good vibe. Like people were really happy to be there on the day yeah. and celebrating. And you're all sort of like everybody's in that same mind space and so you're just celebrating and i think if you're local especially like you've done the rides this isn't your one-time trip i hope that there wasn't many people who like this was their magic kingdom day although (laughs) maybe maybe that would be good though because you'd get on all the rides so maybe that was fine but the food was a bit of a hiccup um i know that there were no buttons like previously they've given like celebration buttons to mark the special day um and there weren't there weren't any of that. There was like a little poster. Yeah, like I kind of feel like. One. Do you remember a few years ago when they had their promotion was what uh, a year of a million wishes? Yes. Um, yeah. Was that remember they had like in the nineties? I thought yeah. it was in the... oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Was it maybe or in two thousands? A while back. Yeah, it, it was. I think it was. Feel like it was in two thousands. I think it was the two thousands. Um, yeah. And you know they had lots of different things going on, and I do think that this was an opportunity that Disney could have used for promotion like that. Right. Yeah. And I do wonder if people looked on this as like, Oh, this is going to be the chance where Disney like throws, you know, unique things out or, you know, surprises. And so I, I do, I understand why people would kind of be waiting around for something interesting to happen. The one thing I'll say about Disney though, is they're really good at their media. Yeah. Um, they definitely would have thrown out homages to like stay tuned or yes. keep in mind or look what's going to happen. And nothing else came out. You know, no. the 50th statues came out. You know, there was nothing that um, I saw or read that made me think anything more should happen. But I do think this is an missed opportunity because I do think that, you know, you've got 18 months. Yeah. Uh, and maybe I do wonder if maybe 2022 they throw out more stuff since the celebration yeah. goes until March 2023. Yeah. Um, I do wonder if, if um, you know, and I remember years ago watching, you know, the New Year's Eve, the ball drop and Disney announcing kind of their whole year mm-hmm. of, of wishes or whatever it was. This was obviously like a decade ago. So I do wonder if there's this opportunity for Disney to really hype up their 50th anniversary for next year to entice yeah. the, the 2022 crowd to go. So yeah. maybe I, this was just a soft launch. I mean, they did have a few announcements over the course of the week um, in terms of talking about like, yes, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to open in 2022. They talked oh, about those fancy... That was, that was ridiculous. I know. <laughs> That's a terrible... Like, I, what, and you know what? And the amount of clickbait that I watched <laughs> because of that, oh, we found out when it's going to open. And then literally the, the line was like... 2022. 2022. And I was like, 
oh, okay, yeah, no, I knew that. Well, and the media was like, we got to see the ride vehicle. I was like, but haven't yeah. we kind of had a glimpse of that? We've all seen We've it. We've seen a yeah. video yeah. where it was going, but no. Uh, yeah, whatever. It's the super fancy magic bands. Oh, yeah. That Wow, well, uh, and didn't we talk about this before? Certainly right? we like, did. I'm uh, telling you, that Moana water uh, experience is going to be interacting with yeah. that with those magic band pluses that yeah. are going to cost you money. I, I I get it. At the same time, I also have a hard time being like, they were promoting how, um, you know, it'll play, it'll light up along with um, Disney Enchantment and Harmonious. And I, like, I just, I can't imagine that being a selling feature for me because I'm not yeah. going to stick my magic band in the air and watch that instead of the fireworks. I guess that's a local thing. I think I that's guess like so, you're yeah. there all the time. It's an, it's a little added extra, I guess. Remember when they had those ears and yeah. the ears interacted yeah. with the show yeah. and like 50 people in the crowd would have them. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you barely noticed it. Like, well, and I now saw, you're going to have it on, on your wrist. Like, I just, it's not. Well, I, I did see that uh, people talked about the reason why those ears were such a big bust is you would buy them and you didn't get to see them because you yeah. were wearing them. So uh, at least, at least the magic band is something you can, you know, hold up in the, in the sky. I want to say though, the big, the, the big surprise I feel like, or the big, like, um, highlight was not even at magic kingdom and it's spaceship no, I agree. it's i agree like it's stunning it's so it's beautiful gorgeous. yeah if you yep. haven't seen it like i don't know just just go uh look somewhere on youtube for um it look, it's like led lights projection sort of show but it's um it's like so elegant it's kind of simple in a way but it's just like <laughs> you didn't think it could get any prettier at night but it they've done it and um so I just can't wait to see that in person. Yeah. And unlike other things that have been done of late, this isn't, this is a cost to Disney that isn't going to get a ton of return. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like this is, this is very much an aesthetic, you know, option that they've added to the space of earth that I think gets very little value other than it's beautiful, yeah. but I mean, it's not a ride. It's not a, you know, there's not a lot of people who are going to be stopping and watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is actually, you know, kind of makes me excited for Epcot in the future because I think that there's, uh, I think that of late it's been really picked over yeah. and, and, you know, the construction walls have been up for so long. Uh, this is exciting to kind of see Epcot coming back to life. Well, and this is a great marriage of like old Epcot and what has always been there and like how how it can be enhanced and still maintain what it is. Yeah. So you kind of hope yeah, that, I think that's a great that that's what point. happens with that, this park. It makes it better than Harmonious. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to say it. Yes. <laughs> yes. This, like, oh my gosh. Couple minute projection and lights on Spaceship Earth was... I think more engaging for me um, just as something to, to watch than yeah. Should we, is there anything else we need to say about the 50th day? Oh, you know, uh, kite tails. No, um, but like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there's a whole other thing we like, yeah. like at magic kingdom. I, I think uh, overall afterwards, I felt like I was okay. I wasn't actually there. Yeah. Um, I was really, really sad for a while. Um, and so I still, wish I could have been there and I still wish we had our trip but I didn't um I didn't feel so bad about like I didn't feel like I really missed out um yeah. too much other than maybe on the feeling of being there on that day but I I feel like visiting at some point during the celebration will be just as good um and you won't have to deal with the fights for merchandise yeah. which there were actual fights for merchandise a little bit yeah <laughs> um yeah so that was uh the 50th surprises that uh, no surprise that it was very busy in terms of the number of people. Lots of surprise in the fact that every park had lower wait times for attractions than uh, we would have expected. But uh, but hey, that's great for the people who would have been there. Um, let's move on to another update. Uh, and that is uh, the Disney Genie has, uh, has gotten some updates um, in terms of the attractions list uh, that is available at both um, Disneyland in California and Walt Disney World in Florida. Um, and, uh, and which attractions are included with Disney Genie Plus, which attractions are the individual purchase, uh, Lightning Lane. Should we do things. a brief, like, overview of what this is again? Sure, yeah. So Disney, uh, Disney Genie is, uh, is a service that is 
going to appear in uh, the My Disney Experience app. Um, it allows you to sort of set your priorities. You can tell it uh, that you want you prefer characters or which attractions you really want to do, um, and it will. Uh, try to plan your itinerary for you, make suggestions for uh, when you should go to attractions, which might have um, lower wait times at specific times. Um, and then it will also just give you tips. Um, you can order food, make reservations. Um, there's, uh, there's lots that's available for free, but the big thing that they're... Uh, sort of quietly pushing is the fact that Disney Genie Plus, which is a paid service, is essentially the replacement for uh, Disney's FastPass system, um, where at Walt Disney World, for $15 per ticket per day, um, you can get access to uh, booking essentially what were FastPasses, now called Lightning Lane, um, at, uh, at a list of attractions at each one of the parks. Um, you, you can book one at a time. Um, I have heard that you can potentially, uh, book a second one as long as it's at least two hours out. Um, which I mean, doesn't necessarily make it seem like it's a good, uh, good use of your time, um, for the money, but, uh, but $15 per person, uh, per day. And, uh, and that also gives you access to, um, some augmented reality stuff. Uh, so photos and videos that you can take around the parks and some audio, uh, behind the scenes stuff, um, in the, in the parks as well. Uh, in addition to Disney genie plus, there are two attractions at, uh, every park in Walt Disney world that are not included with Disney genie plus that you have to purchase individually, um, a lightning lane purchase, uh, so it's a separate cost that cost will fluctuate, um, depending on the day or the time of year or, um, the demand and, uh, and yeah, you'll, you'll pay extra to get in the lightning lane for that specific attraction. And the idea of the lightning lanes is the same as fast pass should get you a uh, pretty quick access to, to the attraction, um, but you can only do, there is a limit each day of um, two of those. So the individual lightning yeah, lane so purchases. You could, yeah. you could purchase two at like Epcot, but that would be it. Or you could purchase one at Epcot and then if you park hop to, to Hollywood Magic, Studios yeah, then or something. you could do one. So it isn't, it, it's just per person per day. Um, yeah. Um, interesting. I mean, over at Disneyland in California, it's $20, but it does include photo pass for the day. Same as their max pass did. Um, and, uh, and yeah, same, same idea, uh, of Disney genie plus having a list of attractions that you can get in the lightning lane for, and then a couple of identified individual lightning lane attractions that you have to pay for. Now, uh, Disney has just, uh, released what attractions are the individual lightning lane selections and which ones are included with the regular Disney genie plus. And there really are no surprises for the Disney genie plus. It was basically everything that had a fast pass before now has a lightning lane selection through Disney genie plus. Um, I think it's probably best just to highlight which ones you have to pay individually. Yeah, for, no, absolutely. Instead of listing everything. Uh, I think the only thing, the only surprise for me is how much. Um, so we've talked about in the past how at Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom, there really aren't that many attractions. Um, and uh, and the amount of attractions, quote unquote, that are included in the Disney Genie Plus uh, service is a little bit surprising because it really seems like they're trying to pump up the value when it's, it's not really there. Like, uh, I know at animal kingdom, you can get, uh, it with the Disney genie plus lightning lane selections, the festival of the lion King. And like, but those, that is busier. I'd say like, it's more like tough to be a bug or, it doesn't really or they're, um, the up bird adventure or whatever the current form of it right. is uh like do you do you need a fast pass for that is, does that really add value to it do you want fast pass i guess that? you get to sit down in front yeah right I, yeah but 
or yeah. Muppet Vision 3D at Hollywood Studios. Do you really need a Lightning Lane selection for that? Uh, probably. The answer not. for those listening, um, no. None of the ones yeah. that we have been mocking <laughs> need a Fast Pass or a Lightning Lane. So I'd say, I mean, that's kind of good to know then because you do not, you don't have to purchase that Disney Plus to purchase the Lightning Lane. So you don't, you Disney know. Disney Genie Plus. Or, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, if you're at Animal Kingdom and you don't really, if you're not that concerned and you're okay to wait for um, Navi River Journey or dinosaur, then like you might not need to purchase that fifteen dollar fee per day per ticket for for that park. So I'd say like give it give it a good look. Like if you're not sure what some of the attractions are, find out and um and some of them don't don't need uh and I think it depends what time of year you're going as well. Right. Um whether it'll be whether worth it's it or busy not. or whether like you just don't it's so hot you don't want to wait to get inside to sit down. <laughs> I don't know. But Um, but I think it's definitely like Magic Kingdom is where I would use it and maybe not every visit, but I think I would plan on, on doing it one, one day for sure. Yeah. Because there's so many rides that you can, um, that you can get on with it. Absolutely. And maybe let's talk about the individual lightning lane, uh, selection attractions. Um, some surprises and some not surprises at magic kingdom at walt disney world uh the two attractions that you will have to pay individually for are seven dwarfs mine train and space mountain um seven dwarfs totally makes sense uh it they had already said that when i think they yeah they'd already said it um and historically has the most consistently long um standby wait time of any attractions hopefully that wait time goes down if there are less people purchasing individual lightning lane selections or they uh cap the number uh available Um, but the other attraction is space mountain and that also has a higher wait time but i feel like it's not as long when there's no fast pass um so i guess including it with the individual lightning lane selections means that it's uh it will hopefully keep the standby wait time down it's too early to tell really um we can speculate all we want but until uh until it actually launches we won't actually have any hard data on uh whether it's actually affecting the the wait times or not between the two i would i wouldn't pay for either but if i had to Snow White would be where I'd lean. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, it would just depend on what the standby wait time is. Uh, if I'm still right. looking at a two-hour wait time for Seven Dwarfs, then maybe maybe it makes sense. I think it's just hard it's to, so- like... It's hard to think... And I said this to Ryan yesterday, like, and this kind of applies to many of many of them on, at all the parks. Like, I love Space Mountain. I can't imagine paying like seven to ten dollars and i'm just and i'm just kind of throwing that out there like in that ballpark like per person us for me to get on it i don't know i don't know what that situation would have to be um for me personally might be different if this is your only if this is your only trip and your only opportunity to ride it um but but it's hard to me what it must be targeted for i think so right like i can't you know, I, the reason why I say Seven Dwarfs versus Spaceship Earth is only because I think between the two of them, even though Snow White's shorter, I think it's v- far superior in everything. Ride experience yeah. and overall theming versus Spaceship Earth. Again, Spaceship Earth classic. I'm not saying it's bad. But again, I don't think I'd pay for Spaceship Earth Space in iteration. <laughs> Sorry. So I certainly wouldn't yeah. I definitely, for the record, would pay for Spaceship Earth. Um, I know Seven, not. Seven um, Dwarfs is yeah. uh, Lauren's favorite attraction, isn't it? Lauren? One of them, yeah. Would you, I think so. Would this be something you would pay for? But no. I'm Well, it doesn't help that I'm kind of cheap. <laughs> and I'm, I really gravitate to new things. Yeah. yeah. So since I've been on the ride so many times, right. I'd be like, no, I'm not paying yeah. for that. But if, but there's things I haven't been on, right? Like right. I haven't been on Remy. I haven't been on right. Mickey, Mickey, Mickey's. Right I haven't been yeah. on the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. You know? so, like, and I just feel like 
that would be what I'd be tempted to pay for. Right. Yeah. But yeah. It, it all goes out the window when you have two kids behind and you. And I think like, my... It's like... Yeah, I think, though, so if this is if this is your one-time trip, let's say yeah. your family of four... Right. Um, yeah. And it's busy, like, I would... I would maybe pre like when you're budgeting budget that you may choose to spend money on seven dwarfs because if you have young children like waiting in if it's if the standby is still like an hour and a half to two hours you might find it's worth it for you to experience that yeah and go on that one time that's where I think do I still think it's a great idea now I wish that it wasn't this a la carte, like have to pay. <laughs> yeah, I hate that they call it a la carte. <laughs> but um, yeah, it makes it sound appetizing. Yeah. Like in a, but anyway, I think that that may not like when I think about, okay, you've a family has gone one time or this is their one time in 10 years, like, and that you didn't go because, um, you know, the lineup was so long or you had a bad experience because your kids like couldn't handle waiting in the line. Like, this isn't the worst option, but I just think it's that pre-planning of like, maybe pick the specific rides and be like, okay, for the whole trip, we are going to pay for three and you kind of budget and know that you're going to pay that and just like swallow it that it's like, okay, I'm, I'm spending a stupid amount of money, but I'm not waiting in line. My kids are not going to like <laughs> drive me nuts while they're waiting in line and we're going to get on the ride together and have a good time. Yeah. I think the, my concern for that is, um, I, if I go to, uh, to Walt Disney world, can I really think that I'm going to spend my entire trip and not go on seven dwarfs once? Right. Like, right. and so I think my concern is, is the standby wait yeah. time still going to be so long that I, that I'm going to be like, I, I have to choose whether I want to ride it at all or whether I want to pay for it. Yeah. Um, because I, I realistically don't want to wait two hours for that attraction. And even though there's lots of things in the queue for, for kids to play with, it's still so long for, for kids to wait in, in that line. Yeah. So but the idea of going and not riding at once is also like, it's also super sad. sad. Um, right. But I think about like, I don't know if we want to get into pricing before we kind of, I, uh, yeah, we'll go Before through. We we'll go through all the point. attractions first, and then yeah, then we okay. can get into. So the... where are we now? Epcot. Yeah, Epcot. Okay. So uh, Epcot has two individual Lightning Lane a la carte uh, attractions. Um, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. No surprise there. It's brand new as of uh, the first, um, or more realistically, like a month before that. Um, but the one surprise is Frozen Ever After. Um, I I am a little surprised that this is included uh, just because it didn't always have the longest wait time. Um, I would have I would have expected Test Track to sort of be the one that uh, that go this goes with. But we talked about uh, prior to recording, um, you know, Test Track. It could be for any number of reasons. One, would you want to pay? Uh, to get on test track and not uh, not design a car because the old fast pass line used to bypass that and just get you on the attraction. Um, and uh, it is a sponsored attraction. Um, it's Chevrolet. And uh, would they want their brand to be associated with having to pay that extra amount for, for or not? Um I don't know. Frozen Ever After Remy's? Would you guys uh, pay? It's just, it's just so hard because, again, it I've done it, right? Yeah. It's, I think uh, the answer to this question is completely different if you've never done it. Yeah. Or if you have a little person who say, really, you know, really wants to who, get on it. Who wants to see yeah. that... Um, you gotta I, do it. If you have a little princess who loves the movie, you gotta do it. Yeah. Or yeah, if you, you have... Pay. A, a father who is visually impaired and absolutely loved Frozen After and has <laughs> never seen the movie, yeah. you might still this. pay. He loved this ride. So maybe it'd be worthwhile so, paying for. But the idea that we'd have to maybe pay for him to go on it one more time or for us to go as a yes. family, it's like, I just love Frozen Ever After. So yeah, I know it is. Uh, it's definitely going to be like what your budget is, what, you know, um, what the park day is like. There's such... 
game time decisions. It's not the thing you want to blow the bank on uh, either, right? Like you don't you don't want to blow the bank on riding rides that you actually might not need to pay for. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's timing, yeah. right? Yeah, but. I don't know. There's just a cynical part of me that feels like Disney's doing this on purpose. Like maybe if we didn't have fast passes and we didn't have a fast line and we didn't have a stand, like maybe we just actually wouldn't have to wait so long to get on the line. Well, it's yeah. true, and that's, the ride, that's you know? what's happened. But, and I've it's also hard felt like that. when uh, when you're paying X amount of dollars per day anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I guess yeah, I guess the standby is always an option. So okay, so that's what's at Epcot. Yeah, over at Hollywood Studios, um, it's two newer attractions, as as no surprise there. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, absolutely no surprise there. Uh, They just did away with the virtual queue. Um, So they're getting ready for uh, Lightning Lane to kind of be ready, and they're preparing people. Uh, I think they got rid of the virtual queue so that they at least had a few weeks of knowing what... um, what the standby wait time was going to be like, uh, what the data was. Um, so they kind of have a benchmark to see whether lightning lane increases or decreases, uh, or impacts it at all. Um, it, it will be interesting to see what those wait times are like sort of from this point going forward, because I have seen people online that are like, I just rose, wrote this four da- times in one day, yeah. like waiting 40 minutes at the end of the day, like 20 minutes around the time when, um, just before park hopping can happen. Like apparently it's it's like busy first thing in the morning. Everybody kind of goes there, yeah. and then it's actually not bad. Like I, I think s- it picks up after park hopper time. Yeah, but just for a just brief period. Two o'clock. Yeah. And I saw somebody online say, "Okay, like the posted wait time was 120 minutes, and they got to they finished the ride in 50." Wow. So. I don't know. So anyway, I think that's great. Like I just, again, I find it sad when I've seen people talk about online, like, you know, they were banking on being able to ride this. Yeah. Um, like that, that's their reason for going to this park. And, um, and the idea that you couldn't even get a boarding group was not great. So well, congratulations, it, you can now pay for it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I just mean like the standby line is not what I would expect from this ride right right now. Like, I just think like how many people actually could have gotten on this yeah. except for the, the boarding group issue. So anyway, that's not a surprise. Yeah. Um, the other attraction at Hollywood studios is Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway, um, new ish, uh, but certainly one that a lot of people haven't gone on. And, uh, I'd say looking at, um, looking at the wait times, it isn't like the longest, but uh, but again, I think if you have little ones, this is more of a popular attraction to to go to. And uh, I am a bit surprised that they chose Mickey's Runaway versus Slinky Dog Dash. Yeah, Slinky Dog Dash has always had long yeah. times and long lines with little shade. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> I as a parent would be more than happy. Yeah. To get my kid to shit up. Yeah. To like ride that line with uh, no sunburn. But I guess <laughs> I wonder if like Slinky Dog is being on the Genie plus just like regular lightning lane. If that's a good um, like way to get people to purchase that $15 a day. Yeah. Well, I mean, certainly putting all three um, Toy Story Land attractions in Disney Genie plus uh, makes it more attractive. Um but I think right. you can only use it once, right? I think right now. Um, so you can't like buy the Disney Plus Lightning Lane for $15 and then go on it like three times. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you couldn't use, I, I guess with the old FastPass sure. system, you had to use your three and then yeah. try again, but it was almost never available. Well, it was the tiered system, right? Yeah. yeah. I think it's the same um where if you were to pay for the individual lightning lane selection and it still took you a while to get on the ride uh, waiting at slinky dog dash whether you would be mad about that or not um because even the fast pass line still took a little bit um from what i remember yeah it's definitely a poorly configured loading system yeah beautiful it's fun ride super fun ride but like the loading love it the loading system is it's just not it's it's like a, it's just a traditional mm-hmm. roller coaster yeah um so yeah so the two that you can pay for individually are a la carte uh, as 
<laughs> I hate it, but I'm going to keep using it. Um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Um, over at Animal Kingdom, um, one, obviously no surprise, Avatar Flight of Passage uh, is the most um, popular attraction in that park. It also has the longest historical wait time. So it's very inviting to uh, to consider paying for the Lightning Lane. Um, the one that I think caught everyone off guard, Expedition Everest. Um, I don't... I know. Why isn't Dinosaur on there? They <laughs> could have made, you, they they could've could've made you. so much money off of me. <laughs> Just kidding. No. <laughs> uh, I would have figured Kilimanjaro Safari. Yeah, I'm so glad it's not, though. I, I am glad, but at the same time... Um, I, I, this is another one. This was the one we were talking about where I was like, I can't imagine paying money to ride Everest. And I love it. But it is one of those where I just think like all the times we've been on it or use the single rider line. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I agree. I don't I'm know. Spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, I don't wonder, know. I just thought that was the park experience. <laughs> I wonder if um, the bit of the gamble there is it's like it's a really fun attraction that you walk past that you hear the screams that you see i could see kids being like i want to ride that and mom and dad being like the line's 90 minutes yeah okay fine we'll pay for it you know yeah um whereas kilimanjaro safari you don't really know what you're missing right you can't see what you're missing obviously it is it is an a ticket like definitely it needs to be done but it's not one in which your kids will notice if you walk past it and you don't do it well yeah. and I, I wonder because it's so much like that that is what you hear about like that's kind of the basis of the park right is like yeah. the animals in the safari so um and, and it takes up so much like that. maybe you want to make it a little bit more accessible to everybody well and i guess it makes bu- buying the disney genie plus the 15 dollars for the day a little bit more attractive yeah. to be like okay there's dinosaur there's kilimanjaro safari there's navi river journey well maybe they don't want to make um, the actual animals too much of a commodity oh yeah <laughs> like that might not <laughs> might not come across too well so know. Okay, so so we've talked about each park and and the rides that are on um, that you can pay extra for, and I just want to reiterate this because it confuses me. We talk about Disney Genie, we talk about Disney Genie Plus, we talk about Disney Plus, we yeah. talk about Disney Magic Bands Plus. Um, plus is obviously a good thing in Disney. <laughs> yeah. um, in order for me to pay to ride an extra ride, I have to pay the fifteen dollars per day per person. No. to have access to that. No, no. I can pay for it separately. Yeah, no. without paying for the disney plus yes so it's you have to be super strategic see this is where i think people are going to just pay for the disney genie plus and just say whatever it's another cost for disney yeah and then they're still going to pay on top of that yeah for like the one-off rides well and that's what i mean like if you are going to animal kingdom like really make sure because you might be like okay well instead of paying 15 dollars per person uh, we're going to spend, like, let's say it's Ryan and I going, being like, okay, we're okay if we wait in the lines for those, uh, for the, we don't need just Genie Plus, right? Yeah. But maybe right. we want to pay to go on Avatar. So instead of spending $30, I don't know how much Avatar will be. They haven't listed. <laughs> Probably $30. Uh, but I just mean, <laughs> like, and I don't know that we would do that. But that's where I think, yeah, it's, it, in some ways, it's like, oh, okay, if you get, uh, Disney Genie, like $15, it's easy. You don't have to pre-book um, fast passes like you did before. But I also think like, or you, you have to be really strategic about like, where do, where do I want to spend my money? I'm there for seven days or five days or whatever. Yeah. Um, it, I, it, it's a different, it's a different problem. Well, and I wonder too, because um, Disney has made uh, the Disney Genie Plus portion um something that you can pre-buy like add it to your package your vacation package so if you want disney genie plus for every single day that you're there you can add it to your package you can pay for it ahead of time i think what that does is it makes it a lot you forget about that money and uh and then when the individual stuff comes up you're like oh sure like i guess i can do that um I think personally, I would not add it to a vacation package at all because it, you'd have to wait to see on the day. Like, is this 
do I feel like this is worth it for us? Is this the park we want to use it for? Are we going to, like, if I'm going to go to Magic Kingdom twice, do I need it twice? Or do I use it one day and not on the other? Um, or do I use it on one day and do the a la carte, the individual lightning mm-hmm. lane uh, on the other day? There are so many different options. I just wouldn't want to, unless I was, you know, flush with cash, uh, I wouldn't yeah, want to set myself up to to pay for it ahead of time and another good reason on why we would definitely recommend talking to your disney like travel agent or your travel agent who specializes in disney yeah uh, because this is something that they will be thinking about they will be familiar with um you know you don't always need to use travel agents obviously up to your comfort level but again with new things like this i would definitely want to have someone who specializes in these vacations to help me navigate like what the plan is. But I also would not want to just like, I don't want to be sold this. No, you should just add it the whole time. They'll make commission on this. Yes, legit. No. And that's a really good point. I, I would, I, yeah, no, I would say though, the good savvy about it, but definitely like, and maybe like look at your week trip and say, here's where I want to go. This is what I want to make sure we do. Yeah. Um, You're right. I, I agree. This is, you know, and we can talk about the dining plans and travel agents around that as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if it, if it comes back and we right. can do the pros and cons of those, but yeah, no agreed. That's a great point by Lauren. Yes. There is an incentive for, for items like this to be added to and your I package. And not, not all the travel agents will no. push you to it, but I think you're right. Where like, that's why you have the travel agent to kind of ask them like, is this wh- worth where do I really need it? Um, especially once it's rolled out and we can see how it's working. Um, that's what they're there for, but I would just caution just be, just adding it yeah. for your whole trip because you I, might find you don't need it. I would love so. Um, obviously, uh, for those who don't know, um, most of us on this call were travel agents at one point um, and are not now. But there, there's a like a Disney road show where the, the Disney will come down yeah. and they'll talk to travel agents, and whether it's in Atlanta or in California or wherever. And obviously, for us, it's, it's in Toronto. And I would love to sit in that room and hear Disney mm. talk about this feature and explain it on how it like clarifies the trip planning process for their clients. <laughs> yeah. Because it is so convoluted and clear as mud yeah. that I understand what their objective is. Sure, yeah. But you could not you cannot argue with me that this makes the process easier and more manageable for a family who is working and doesn't want to like think about every moment of their trip. Yeah. Um, This is just, it's an extra step to, to separate you from your money. Uh, And again, some might really benefit from it, but for the most part, it's just confusing and going to make people say, I don't know. Disney's so confusing. I don't want to (laughs) go. Well, and Um, so far for Disney genie and Disney genie plus and the individual lightning lanes, rules about how it works have been trickling out like it's not like when they announced it we had all the information we could sort through it all we've you know it was announced in august uh yeah they released uh, they released information information. about disney genie and disney genie plus and the individual lightning lanes in august and here we are in october now we're getting some of the details. Oh, but also and... we've neglected to mention a very key feature about what was announced. It starts October 19th. Yeah. We, did, we was... didn't mention the start date. I was just going to get but, to, to, yeah. to that. It's really only around the corner now. Um, and there are still... We're 10 days away it's from time from, of recording. Yeah. But we still don't have all the information. And there's still lots of unanswered questions that... Are they going to answer them before it rolls out, or is it uh, is it something that we're just going to well, jump right into? You, like they've mentioned some of the pricing, but they haven't mentioned um, like they've given a couple examples, but they haven't mentioned like a, a top price, which and I don't no. expect them to because they've mentioned a bottom price, which is seven dollars. Is that for all attractions? I though? believe so. Okay. Yeah. Um. So the examples that Disney has given us uh, in their frequently asked questions. Um, It starts off by saying prices will vary by date, attraction, and park. And the examples that they give the Lightning Lane entrance to Remy's Ratatouille Adventure on launch day on October 19th, which I think is a Tuesday. Yeah. 
will be $9 per person. So $9 per person gets you in the lightning lane for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. But that weekend on the 23rd, it's $11 per person on the Saturday. Um, so even within a week, the price will fluctuate uh, depending on what day you're going. Um, I don't know what triggers that that increase. It'll basically be um, Disney sort of deciding arbitrarily what uh, what no, that cost or will just be. like weekends. I think also we're heading into a busier time for right. them. Um, like October, November, December will be very busy. I think there's very little um, room like room availability at the resorts. Yeah, uh, they're also opening up to international flights to like the states in November. Yeah. So you're gonna get um like UK visitors, people who've been waiting to visit for a long time. So uh but yeah, I mean holidays obviously it's going to be higher. Um but yeah we don't really know and they're not gonna release that. No. Um what the the only other examples they've given us uh is sort of like the lower end where Expedition Everest has been identified as seven dollars on those days. Uh, per person and Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, which we assume will be like the higher end of the pricing scale, $15 per person. Um, it does follow up by saying throughout the year, prices may be lower on some days and higher on other days. And the option may be purchased at up to two different attractions each day. So $7 for Expedition Everest. Um, if you were on your own, if, if I was just a single rider, why yeah. are they going to get rid of the single rider line? Or, I wondered that too. Um, be, because, like, why would I pay $7 individually if I can just go in the single rider line and wait a shorter period of time? Um, if there's two of us, $14 for Expedition Everest, that's like, that's a quick service meal isn't it that yeti isn't even working yeah <gasps> call me when they've made the yeah the repair maybe that's what they're saving their money for i hope so <laughs> maybe they're paying that's what they're paying, paying the yeti yeah i know well, that i mean a quick service meal i can only see myself paying for rise of the resistance even mickey's right. runaway i would wait for mm -hmm. um but who knows i i mean rise of the resistance you know we just talked about it with the without the standby yeah. The, or the line has been manageable. I mean, also, uh, if, now, if you're staying on the resort, you can use that um, half an hour that you get in the morning to, like, beeline it for Rise of the Resistance. If you, if you wanted, want to. Yeah. You know? Um, same with Avatar. Like, maybe that's where... I know I know that uh, I would get there earlier, like, in probably an hour, but I've seen they're sort of doing what they did with Flight of Passage where, you know, people go, but would I wait an hour in the morning? Maybe instead of paying like $60 yeah. for my family to go on. For a family of four. Maybe. Yeah. But if you're that family that sleeps in Ugh. or can never yes, get there. That's true. In yeah. Here. And, yeah. I, and I mean, gosh, speaking from experience, you know, you can try to leave the oh, yeah. you know, room an hour yes. early or hour and a half and it, it never works out. No. Yeah. I mean, this, uh, you know what, this is, you know, kind of the new normal. Obviously, theme parks have been doing this for years, and Disney is is just kind of catching up, kind of like charging for on-resort parking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Disney, you know, didn't do that for years, and then they were like, wait a second. We can um, do that. So, yeah. So so this is what it is. Um, I mean, the one thing I, I do want to take away from this is, again, like, this does add quite a bit of a wrinkle Ugh. to your planning. Yeah. Um, and this is before we find out what's going on with dining plans or what yeah. the new iteration of dining plans will look like. Yeah. You know, our park reservations staying forever. Like it is, it's fascinating to me how many things have changed um, and some good and, and, yeah. and some just different from the pandemic. And it would be, it'd be great hindsight to see what were in the works before this and, and what came I out know. of it because of it. So. Yeah. I, I have questions um, that will never get answered um, about <laughs> Disney Genie um, in the sense that, so Disney Genie, the free version, uh, you're supposed to tell it the things that you want to do and it tries to build an itinerary for you. And if I say that my uh, priority is to get on Rise of the Resistance, oh, yeah. is it going to tell me, uh, like, this is the this is the slowest time for right. for you to get in the line and you should go now. Is that legitimately going to be the slowest time or is it 
conveniently going to be a time that still says an hour and 20 or like an hour and a half or two hours. And then it says, but you could also bypass it by paying $15. So I'm really conflicted with Disney Genie as, as a service. I'd like to think that the free version is really there to help people um, plan their day and, um, and have a good itinerary, but does it really serve the the guest or or is it really for disney to either uh send people to a specific attraction at a time that they want to send people there or is it also going to be used to try and upsell um by being like hey your favorite attraction is probably not going to have a lower wait time than two hours so you should just pay for it I think um, it's a good thing to not have a vacation in October right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I want to see there's how so, it's there's going so to play out. Like, I'm just, I'm really interested to see how it all works. Like, there's the part of me, I, I will go on the record, maybe it's uh, not a surprise, but I'm not in favor of this pay to play. Is any of, or or any of I, us? I just mean, like, I, I want to <laughs> no. be like, you know, I don't want to be too negative about, right. about it all in Disney because I feel like, that's been happening lately, but, uh, so I'm not in favor of it, but I also know this will work for some people. Um, but you know, so you kind of want to say, well, this is just how it is. If you're going to go. I mean, I think it just really favors people who have a lot more money than the average family, which is always, that's so sad to me, which is very sad. It's like uh, the, there are people who have immense amounts of money and there's things like golden Oak and club 33 for those people at, at Walt Disney World, you know, there's a Club 33 lounge opening up at each park uh, at some point. I think they're all open. Or, the, or they're all open yeah. already. Um, there are things, and even with the old FastPass system, I know that those specific uh, guests had access to things that nobody knew about um, in terms of, like, fast passes available to well, them. Well, they and, should... Like, I don't even think they needed fast passes. No, they But they should didn't. for the amount of money that they're paying every year. Like that, and that's like the, such a small amount of people that yeah. it's not going to affect wait times or anything. Yeah, but let's say like 75% of the guests who go to Walt Disney World have to budget for it. Um, yeah. Is that an unreasonable number to assume? Um, and so having to budget for Genie Plus and Lightning Lane and food and uh, merchandise and parking at the resort and all sorts of and travel to and from the airport now like that it, it just makes it more unattainable um and people I mean, who... there's for sure i would bet my hat that the majority of guests will buy disney genie plus really yeah, every day for their trip absolutely yeah. Because I think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to say, just forget it. Let's just do it. Yeah. And I because also this think this is our one off trip. Right. Which it won't be. You'll go again. Yeah. <laughs> but you're going to think it's the first time you go. Yeah. And then you just, and so this is, so I'm saying a family of four for five day, like five park day tickets, you know, all of a sudden it's 60 times five because it's $15 times four. So you're like $300 right there. US. And then inevitably, in US, inevitably you're going to buy one ride. Because right. you can, because Disney is now giving you that access. And what will be really interesting is if I pay, how quickly from yeah. me showing up do I ride the ride? Well, right. and, and then if I pay and I'm waiting half an hour, yeah. that's not worth no. it to me. But if I pay and it's like, well, hello, sir, here is your car, then <laughs> I was gonna maybe say, there's the element of the feeling VIP, right? Of yeah. being like, yeah. and I got to walk right on the ride. Yeah. And I got Darn, to pay. Yeah. $100 Canadian for it. <laughs> uh, but I think there is can be that disconnect there. Uh, but no, I think you're right um, that people will do that. I want to say, though, add up your trip, like, like factor in all those costs in that budget for your family before you, like, really book it. And then be like, do I want to go on a cruise instead? Because <laughs> yeah. I think at the end of this, you might be surprised that you can afford, like, a four-night or a five-night cruise with a veranda going to the Bahamas and it will include all your food. Yeah. Uh, like mm-hmm. on our cruise, we didn't really spend extra money. Not much. I bought the same three wishables. So I spent $30 on that. Anyway, <laughs> they were mystery bucks, but like we bought a couple drinks, but um, 
I think you'll be surprised and you'll get the shows and you can go to Castaway Key. Like, I think after all of these and like parking and price increases, like you might actually be able to go on a Disney cruise and it's well worth it. Well, um, and that feels yeah, a lot more is, all included as yeah. opposed to yeah. like planning a trip now to Walt Disney World and factoring in all the different I mean, they're, different elements. they're it, totally different and they're both yeah. amazing. But I just, I know I always felt like, I don't know if I could ever afford to go on a cruise. And I think now the way that, just look at them both because one might suit you a little bit better than the other. And they might be more, if you're considering a Walt Disney World vacation or if you've already been a cruise, maybe good as well. And within your reach, if that's. If, if you're looking at paying $15 a day for four people in your family. Yeah. Plus. Oh, a lot to think about. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I'm like my one thing that I'm hoping is that standby lines are doable. For the that's, most part. that's the biggest question mark for me is um, Disney has all the control here uh, in terms of the number of uh, lightning lane selections it makes available to people. Um, through Disney Genie Plus and through the individual Lightning Lane selections. Um, if we, if wait times are reasonable, then it makes it a lot easier to justify not, not paying um, for that or, or picking one or two things that you don't want to wait for. Um, but if the addition of Disney Genie Plus and the individual um, Lightning Lane attractions means that every attraction in the park has a 60 to 90 minute wait uh, or a 60 to like 120 minute wait. Um, all of a sudden, the people who are trying to ride standby are having a less magical experience than the people who are paying the premium price. Um, and that's that's a little disappointing. But we have to wait and see what uh what those wait times will look like and uh and yeah i wonder i have no idea what kind of effect this will have out west um at disneyland uh the max pass system i think was a little bit more you don't use it every day kind of mentality and i don't know if that will translate over here to uh walt disney world in florida or not yeah, we'll find out. That's I think that's also the big thing. We'll uh, wait we'll and be, see. We'll be looking closely at at how this is rolled out and hopefully experience it for ourselves not too far in the future. But you know, yeah. Anyway, so expect another Disney Plus, uh, Disney Genie Plus update from us in the not so distant future as well. Yeah. Is that it for today? I think that's it for today. Yeah, that's enough. That's a lot. <laughs> Talking about money is always sad. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> having to break down the nickel and dime and our next episode. Let's not, let's do something more uplifting and fun. Well, yeah. Food. Let's talk Ooh. about food. <laughs> are we doing food? We yeah, are doing food. We next. are going to do food next. Yes. Well, next week we're doing uh, a Disney Plus uh, talk, but it's just right. it's just fun, uh, and it <laughs> has sure. nothing to do with Disney Genie Plus. The pluses That's are right. confusing here, folks. Um, but. But we'll we'll get there, and then yeah, then we'll talk about food. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, but that's it. Um, I think once again we can certainly ask: is uh, is Disney Genie Plus or the individual Lightning Lane attractions something that you would pay for? Um, and uh, and if so, like maybe what's your one? Yes, I would spend uh, the individual Lightning Lane attractions out of uh, out of the eight that are available at Walt Disney World. Whether it's Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Space Mountain, um, Frozen Ever After, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, or Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, Avatar Flight of Passage, or uh, Expedition Everest. Um, yeah, go on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages and leave a comment on this episode about which of those would be your number one pick and why it's Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> because that's about the only one we can think of um but yeah uh if you like the podcast uh we do ask that you subscribe to it in whatever form you uh you listen to the podcast share it with your friends 
Uh, we are now a weekly podcast. Yeah, so whoa. Uh, congratulations <laughs> to us. And uh, congratulations to you for sticking through yeah. uh, our weekly episodes now. Thanks for listening. Um, on behalf of myself, Ryan and Lauren, and Ryan and Lauren, we are the Double Doubles. You've been listening to Dole Whips and Double Doubles. Thanks so much for listening, and we look forward to you joining us again next time. <laughs>